Hello, <laughs> and welcome to the Pod Blast. Hello. 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 You all right? Yeah. Good. Watery eye. You have? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. What's that about? Are you upset? Probably. Okay. Uh, is that because we're going to go and watch The Adventurer today? Uh, I don't know, I've not seen it. Okay. I don't remember it. The Adventurer, the first episode is called The Good Book. We'll we'll get into all that. It is a... Is it religious? It's about government agents of independent means who poses as a glamorous American movie star. So it's very much like The Baron. Yeah. You know, The Baron's got that diplomatic community. He can go where he wants. Don't yawn at me. Mm. <laughs> no one would have known. <laughs> uh, what have you been watching? Uh, I have been watching Outlander. Yes. Um, How far are you off completing that? That is it complete? Is no, no, it's still going. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just got to the down slate. Uh, I'm on season four, but I watched it with my eldest, so we have to just watch one episode a night because then it's bedtime. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't with me last night, so I couldn't watch any last night. And I watched Call the Midnight, Call the Midwife, the night before. Right. Okay. Which is very good. It's always very good. Yeah. Um, I've also been watching Netflix documentaries. Watched one about a Swami with a ashram from India that moved to Oregon and was responsible for the largest bioterrorism attack in US history. Right. It wasn't him, it was his second in command. They didn't want the people were gonna vote to have them removed. So she poisoned them all. Oh, okay. And uh, I've watched a bit of Total Bellas. Total Bellas? It's uh, twin wrestlers that have retired now. Oh, right, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've t- you've mentioned them before. Uh-huh. Haven't you said there's, there's, there's what to call news as well? WWWFF. WWE. Yeah. Yeah, Vince has taken the helm again. Stephanie McMahon is retiring after 22 years. So this is the guy that is a dirty old man and had all kinds of accusations against him. Paying women off. But he's paid enough of them off now that he can come back and... Take over again. Right. So she's she, so effectively, she just did that for a couple of minutes. Like you said, she she was never really in charge. He was still in charge. Yeah. I, I know how it works. Yeah. Mad that, isn't it? Yeah. Mad that we all know that that's how it works and we just get on with it. Yeah. I told you about Roman Polanski the other day and you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did what? And everyone's laughing going everyone's to see his films. It. Well, Ants is on Netflix, isn't it? And it's Woody Allen. Yeah. And it was one of my faves. I loved it more. I really loved it and liked it more than Bugs Life. I don't want to watch it because it's Woody Allen. I'm the same. And it's a pity because Edgar Wright, and I and I want to support Edgar Wright in everything that he does because he's a great director and he should be encouraged. I want more films from him. But Baby Driver, it's, it's Kevin Spacey heavy. Yeah. And it wasn't long after the film came out that, all of the shenanigans that he got up to came out. Right. It's, it's hard to set. It's some. It's sometimes just hard to separate the artist from what they, what they're up to. Like Eric Clapton, I've got no time for because he's just out and out racist. But Bob Dylan is just right wing. And okay, fair enough. Old, the older generation, the boomers, they are right wing, and we've just got to deal with it. But so I'll listen to Bob Dylan. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I'm going off on one, aren't I? I'll tell you what else we've watched is that. Was it The Pale Blue Eye? Edgar Allan Poe? Yes. That was really good. It was, I say it was really good. It was really well performed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. And the, <laughs> and the Americans weren't getting a look in because everyone was Ooh, played British, by a Brit. Yeah. <laughs> but he was really good. What's his name? 
Oh, I can't remember his real name. Dudley Dursley. Something Melvin or something like that. I'm not sure. But yeah, he's... He was brilliant. He was Edgar Allan Poe. He was, yeah. It just whenever you've seen any kind of photograph of him, it's, yeah. there, there he is. It's crazy. Yeah, it was very good. Very, very good. I don't know whether it needed the... I mean, without giving too much away, I don't think it needed the extra twist at the end, really. It would have been a nice little story on its own. It, um, it didn't, I don't know whether it needed that next well, level. Well, it was based but on either the, way, the book, isn't it? And that's what happens in the book. Yeah. Either way, it's very good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all over it. I watched The Matrix. Oh, the new one? Yes, Resurrections at last. I bit the bullet. And it doesn't add anything to what's come before. There's no real point. If anything, it takes away from The Matrix because it says that... Well, how can I say it without saying too much? People have seen it. But They're going to see it. They've seen it by now. Yeah, the, the idea that everything that happened in the first three movies didn't happen as you know as as regards to this great over throwing of the machines and coming to to an agreement that we all live together and that kind of thing no he's back in the matrix and he doesn't know who he is and they have to wake him up and in a very i mean i i don't go in for woke and pc and all that carry on you know that but they decided that he wasn't the um he wasn't the one that someone else was the one and so it just the first three movies got nothing to do with anything and this one it just wraps up when what they should have done maybe if he was back in the matrix would be a completely different cast searching for him searching for the one because he, the last time they saw him, he flew away. And f- you can have a trilogy of films trying to find the one again. And then it would then it would mean something. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean anything. Counterbalance to that was I watched Sense8, as you know. Finally watched the last two and a half hour episode ending. They found out when they went into production of the second series that this is it. Yeah. So they wrapped it up. But they wrapped it up really fast. So it goes, dun, dun, dun. it's a Wachonsky film, so about halfway through, it stops dead for someone to make a speech uh, about, we are, we've been here for years, and, and this is the plan all along, and so on and so forth. Like he likes to, like The Matrix, you know, got to the end of the, the third film, and it's just talking. Uh, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, it's brilliant. Seeing Sylvester McCoy in his element... It was great. Cool. Sorry, I'm going off on one, aren't I? Uh, Blood Origins we watched, and I wasn't impressed. Yeah, it was okay. I wanted it just mm, a bit fast, wasn't it? It was rushed, it was cheap, and... They put him in a suit instead of giving him three months to bulk up. Yeah. Look staffed. There's that as well. We're past that now. And the the what and what's-his-face as well, wasn't it? Lenny Henry, it just... You could tell he was just reading lines. He didn't know, you know, it's all blue screen. There was nothing tactile about anything. The great thing about spending a billion dollars on a TV series like the the Rings of Power is that everything, because we said yeah. when we watched it, oh my God, this looks like a lived in world. Yeah. Everything looks like someone could pick it up and use it and they know what it's for. But this didn't have any of that. It looked like it was mainly green screen 
and he was just delivering lines, mm. which is a shame. What have you been listening to? Nothing really. Nothing. Uh, same as usual, kids' I've, music. I've um, I I say the same thing, so I'll just say what's been what I've added to my liked list on mm. Spotify. So go wild in the country, bow bow wow wow. Still by the Ghetto Boys, which is the the song that's playing in Office Space when they're smashing in the photocopier. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? No. I know. I'll, I'll force you to watch it at some point. Yay. And Zoo Gang by Wings. It's okay. just. It's just on there now, and obviously we're still listening to it's not it's not just me, it's everybody because it's not long till we go and see you. What have you been playing or reading? Nothing. Right. Having a chance this week. Me again. <laughs> I've been playing No Man's Sky. I just did the Pole Star Expedition, which introduces you to freighters and frigates in a way that's better than the main storyline. The main storyline, this Atlas path that you follow, is. Mm, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bit boring, but the but the expeditions are really good. I want more expeditions. Yeah, yeah, because I've been using my frigate. I didn't realise you could get it to to jump five thousand six hundred light years for a time. Right, and I'm very happy about that. Well, that's good, isn't it? It is. That's that's the pro- progression. I'm glad we've had. Okay, good. Shall we go and watch? Okay. The adventurer. Yeah. You really now that I've bored you. You're in a proper state of mind to go and watch it. I'm ready, let's do it. In a minute. I'm ready, I'm ready. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And welcome back to the Pod Blast. Yes. We've just watched The Adventurer. Yes. Initial thoughts? What was happening? What was happening? <laughs> similar to it's a similar complaint as to the protectors, isn't it? I think it's worse. They both came out the same year, they're both half hour and yeah. It was all over. It, what? Have I just, what's just happened? We'll talk about that. When it we? ended, I was like, oh. Is it end- yeah, is it ended now? That's it, is it? <laughs> Right, in 1972, we already went through what was going on because we, we did The Protectors last time. We didn't mention movies, so the big the big movies of that year was The Godfather, mm. Deliverance, Solaris, Ben, about uh, about a kid who has a rat who was the king of rats. Who mm. Yeah, that's it's great. Carry On Abroad, which is the one where they go to the, the Spanish resort of Els Bells. Right. Ellis Bell, and they're still uh, they're still building it, aren't they? I don't remember that one. Yeah, uh, Battle of the Planet of the Apes and oh, Dracula, Dracula nineteen seventy two. Yeah, which is the which is the thing that I used to watch a lot. I I liked it, but also there's a little cameo by, but well, it's it's not a cameo. It's it's one of the first things that Sylvester McCoy did, mm. and all he says in it is the key, the key, and I like it. <laughs> Cool. All right. Right. So we get on to the adventurer. Okay. Acting. Should we talk about Gene Gene Bradley 
Is that him? The main that's, guy? that's the main guy okay. played by Gene Barry. Right. You, you, he's probably most remembered for War of the Worlds. The 1953 War of the Worlds is the main side. Have you not watched that one? Yes, I don't remember it. All right. Well, he's he's also has a cameo in the Tom Cruise one as well, just to you know. Oh yeah. To nod a little nod to him. Right. No, don't don't recognize him at all. Don't recognize him. What do you think of him? What do you think of his his, his acting chops? Did um, you enjoy what he was about? I couldn't tell you. I didn't spend long enough with him. <laughs> um. He was, yeah, he was all right. He yeah. had swagger. You he, know, he wanted swagger. All right, okay. He wanted it. So he was acting like he had swagger. He was act, it didn't come naturally. Right, okay. He wasn't Roger Moore. He wasn't Steed. It wasn't naturally there. That was acted swagger. Right. I I understand that, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um. So, no, I'm not that into him, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, except for that line, I'm never always right, but I'm never wrong. Oh! <gasps> If my mum and dad have said that once, good Lord in heaven. Yeah. It's one of them things that they say all the time. So either they've, so either they've watched The Adventurer or... They probably watched The Adventurer. You think so, yeah. It, all that sort of stuff was my dad's, my dad's bag. Era, yeah. Yeah. He got ma- they got married in 1979. He was only 19. Right. So all of that stuff. He was still a kid, so he forced it down the throat of his firstborn child. Yes. Some of which I remember and love, some of which I remember and ugh, and some of which I don't remember. And this one you don't remember. I don't remember, but as soon as that line was said, I was like, they watch this. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Mr. Parminter? Is that the bad guy? Barry Morse. Oh, Barry Morse. Yay, I wrote. It's nice to see Barry Morse again. He's just lovely, isn't he? Obviously, we know him from the Fugitive Zoo Gang, Space 1999 and all that carry on. Um, he, he died in 2008 on my birthday. Hmm. And he... He gave his body to science, oh. and he's he's since been is is his ashes sprinkled somewhere else? I think by the family and what have you. My friends donated his body to science. Has he? I'm not sure. I I don't I don't. What do you feel about that kind of thing? You're you're well. You're a Catholic, aren't you? So it's. I'm a Catholic. Doesn't want to be buried. Yeah. Do not bury me. Right. Um. I think once that ball of energy leaves your body. It's just an empty vessel. It's just an empty vessel. Right, okay. That's that's true, but I don't know. It doesn't mean I condone necrophilia. No. <laughs> well, no. Because I, I don't. I, I wasn't going to suggest that next. Well, you had that look in your eye. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. <laughs> that glazed over look with one eye going off from the other way. <laughs> well, there's one way to guarantee it's stiff. Excuse me. Um, so Barry Morse, he was apparently so he he plays Mister Exposition in this, doesn't he? His job sort is of. to tell you what what is going on oh. and why and why Gene has been sent wherever he's been sent. I've got to be honest, Barry Morse looks as confused as I did. He certainly did towards the end, didn't well, he? Yeah, I've written. Uh, what have I written? Why was the old fella confused? Why was oh. the old fella confused? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said old, not old. Right. I don't. I don't understand why they were all getting confused. I'm not being, you know, like you. You say she's not. I'm not being whatever. You know, I'm, I'm not being pedantic. I genuinely don't understand what was happening. It oh. was talk. They were talking. Then the bad guys were talking. Then they were talking. Then the bad guys were talking. It, it was all over the place. It was too much all over the place for me. I mean, we'll go in and out of plot. And directing and and acting then, rather than just go through them all. But we will go through all the actors. I've it's what I just think. it's just so that I can yeah, it's just so I can address that while I can now. 
there was it what's unusual about this is so again you it's like the protectors where they only have half an hour to get as much done as they can they've got these brilliant uh, locations and what have you which is a shame that it's not been um blu-rayed like the zoo gang was because the zoo gang looks beautiful doesn't it and this looked you know grainy it was very hard to uh, see there was too much brown yeah there was a lot of brown I've written too much brown um, so again you know there isn't there isn't a, a you know the cinematography isn't taken as seriously you, it's it's not it's so short form it's like just get it done get it yeah. done next one get it done the the unusual thing that they did with this was the plot was already happening before we started watching it. Mm-hmm. So you said, is this the second of a two-parter? Yeah, I said, because is this straight the previously away, on? Yeah, because yeah, straight away, Barry Morse is with the exposition. He's like, well, this has been happening there, that's been happening there, that's been happening there, so what I need you to do is go and do this. That bit, I didn't mind. It was the switching between them and the bad guys. Yeah. Because the bad guys were talking like you'd missed a bit. Yes. That's why I thought it was a previously on. I have written, though, about the plot. Something about code book. Everyone right. getting confused. Right. That's it. That's well, all I've got. So what it was is that Barry Morse, so I <laughs> say Barry Morse, Mr. Parmins has sent Gene in. Yeah. Right. With Diane. Yeah. Is that the blonde girl? Yeah. Um, Catherine Shell. Uh, Shawl Shell. Eyes, keys in strange places. You, you'll know her. I'll, I'll talk to her about her in a sec. But they've been sent in and they're, what it is is that... Nita is going to sell Armand a code book, mm-hmm. and it's real, and it's full of things that the British establishment don't want him to have in possession. Right. Okay. Or she's just sold it to him, what have you. So they're being sent in to defunk the fact that she's got the real one. Right. And to force on him a fake one. So Jean's setting her up and saying that she's getting her story wrong and so on and so forth mm-hmm. and, and bloody woman you know like mm-hmm. like he was so that this this Armand thinks that she's a double agent right and that Catherine Shell was going in there to rob the real one when what she did was the old switcheroo right to confuse Armand into what happened at the end which is he ended up with false uh, paying for a false one. The British had the real one back again, and Anita was well. We saw what happened with Anita. She's on the run. She can never return to Armand again. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what was going on, but it wasn't clear. No, no, no. I got that she was outed, and well, because they said it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, it's be, like I say. It's like the cogs already turning. Before you, before you've even got on the machine. Yeah, but that happens in stuff, and you can follow. You can get to where you are, but I, it was too rushed. Yeah, there was it a didn't lot take of take its time with me, and it didn't buy me dinner. No, really, but that's that's the thing with with anything else that you watch of these. These syndicated shows are usually forty five minutes long. This is this is perfect for ITV. This is you know half hour show, bang, there you go, next one, rather than the. 40, 42 to 45 minutes with breaks makes it an hour perfect there you go mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it is rushed it was too rushed 
Yeah, we'll have to see going forward because I don't think there's very many half-hour shows. They're all they're all like forty-two minutes long, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Shell, who played Diane Marsh, the young girl that was uh, that turned into She-Hulk yeah, for a bit. Yeah, written that swinging off the bar. It was a man. Were there no female athletes that could have swung off that bar? It was clearly a man. Yeah, she grew by about two foot. And grew and, about a foot wide. And um, <laughs> her muscles. And her hands. And her hands. Yowge. Suddenly huge. And then as soon as she got over to the safe. She was back to Norman. But it wasn't even a muscular woman. It was a man. Yes. So that was silly. Yeah. she You'll, you'll know her from... Um, she played the Grand Duchess Valeria in... Dracula, the one that the BBC Netflix just did in 2020. She came out of retirement to play that part. She's about 78 now, still going. Oh, in the on the ship? Yeah. Never would have known that was her. Right, okay. You, you'll see her next when we watch Space 1999 because she is effectively the replacement for Barry Morse. Barry Morse isn't in the second series. Right. But she is as the shape-shifting Maya. And her dad is, um, as I've said a couple of times now, you know, he talks like that. Brian Blessed. Brian Blessed. Right. In real life? No, in this, in, oh, in Space 1999 when we get to oh, it. Oh, right, yeah. Um, who was the henchman? Yeah, you, it was getting on your nerves, wasn't it? You're starting to. I mean, it's starting to. You started to call him Nandor, didn't you? He looked like Nandor from What We Do in the Shadows. He did look like Nandor. That's a part that he kept... That's about the sixth thing that he's been in. Listen to me dance around it. That's about the sixth thing he's been in. And he was always playing these foreign-type parts. Because he's got dark hair. Yeah, dark hair, slightly dark skin, that kind of thing. He's an actor. Not from Liverpool. Um... Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Yeah, it's Ben Kingsley. No, it's not Ben Kingsley. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did loads of henchman bit parts and things like that until until he got Gandhi. It doesn't look anything like him. I know it's mad. It? Well, you could see it in his eyes. I couldn't. Yeah. Look again. Uh, mad that, he's that must be why he dropped the Indian bit. He was just getting henchman work because nobody knew he was actually Indian until much later on in his career. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's mad, isn't it? I always used to confuse him with Alf Garnet. But people used to get, like, you know, when people start getting annoyed about things, like, why can Ben Kingsley play an Indian and no one... Because he, he actually is on his father's side. Mm-hmm. Who he never mentions. No. So that, that put your mind at rest now? I still don't believe you. Mad, isn't I'll have it? to look again. you have to look again. Sir Ben Kingsley, let's get it right. Yeah, Sir Ben Kingsley. Sorry. Well, I and his name is Trevor Slattery, the actor the from actor. Liverpool. Yeah, I'm... Um, I'm not. I'm not into the whole being knighted and things like that. Well, it's still his name. I know, I know. Uh, Nita and Armand. Armand was very regal, and it it was almost as he. But he did have great sideburns. He did have great sideburns. He he did. He's gone on. The only sort of things that he's done is like Murder on the Orient Express, Miss Marple. Vanity Fair stuff like that. He's 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 definitely of a type. Whereas Nita, she was, she was in Clockwork Orange, Doctor Zhivago, UFO, and absolutely loads of ITC stuff. So Wigginess, see her loads more. Right. Just like the guy, you know, who was helping him in the end, the 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 driver, if you like. Oh yeah, that just appeared from nowhere, knew uh, everything. Yeah, that's Stuart Damon, 
he is in the champions. He's the main the main dude in the champions. Him, William Gaunt, and Angelina Angela Bastido. They're um, they're the, the the champions. Did you not watch the champions? I don't know. I can't, I can't think. The three of them go on a mission. Uh, as they're going over Nepal, I think they they crash land and they're given superpowers. Right. By some people that live secretly there, and they use them to uh, solve. Sort of like the plot of the Fantastic Four, but not in space. Sort of. Yeah, and they don't know what their powers are themselves, and they're slowly exercising those well, supernatural powers as they go. didn't know till she got but upset. They, but they all have the same thing. It's not like one has one thing. and right. Yeah, it's it's decent. I don't think I know it. I think you've talked about it before. We've already done it on, on the Pod Blast, because I watched that with Val. Mm-hmm. If we watch it again, it'll have to be like the first or the second series or something like that again. But I, it's one that you need to watch, I think. You'd, you'd Whatever really enjoy. makes you happy, Sire. Yes, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so the show was written by uh, Lou Shaw, who, who y- you can't tell, but he did things like Qu- uh, Quincy, Columbo, uh, Fall Guy, Six Million Dollar Man, so loads of American stuff. I think he won an award for... Um, for Quincy, best TV episode that year or something, and it's because he can he can do a mystery and he can do espionage and and that kind of thing, but it didn't really you don't really see it, and the reason why is because of this horrible half an hour short form to try and get so much in, isn't it? Yeah, it was uh, it was too choppy for me. Yeah, so the di- so the director, you know, um, I mean, he he's done loads of these Department S, Avengers, Jason King, Saint the Baron producers, just um, just everything, everything that that we're going to be watching, we we're going to see him direct certain episodes of it. So it, it was very much show up, do do what you're doing, and go home, kind of directing. I think, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean. It wasn't, yeah, like you say, it wasn't well put together, certainly for a first episode. We'd have to see whether that changes as we go forward, but it, it was it was choppy. What do you think of the music? What do you think of the theme? Um, I didn't. You didn't? No. You couldn't hum it now if I told you to? No. But you could with the zoo gang and so on and so forth. You, you remember them? It's yeah, mad, isn't it? I think it? I was just like, oh, that's it. Yeah. He is, it's... Written by John Barry, mm. who did James Bond, who's the one that's, you know, the Bond theme that they still use today, and he did the music for Doctor No, and lots of other stuff like Dance With Walls and Out of I Africa think it gave me indigestion, that. so I, I didn't have time to respond. The music within the show was quite good, though, wasn't it? There was lots of 60s Hammond organ. Yeah, there was. There was dancing. There was some 60s, 70s dancing. Yeah. I noticed that not to the tune of the music that was playing. Yeah, they don't. They don't do that for some reason. I suppose because they're trying to record people's voices, so everyone's just got to pretend that there's music, and that's overlaid in post production, isn't it? Yeah, but they could play the music so you knew what you were supposed to be dancing to. Why are you going? Let's dance, dance, dance <laughs> with my hands, hands. That's what you're doing. <laughs> it's a meme that's infected everyone, isn't it? Everyone is so in love with her and that dance scene, and whether they've watched it or not. That now there's people say, you know, on on Facebook and what have you, it's a love or a like or a laugh or what have you for her, between her, Hermione, and Hermione, Hermione, and what's her face six. Is it out of um, no eleven out of uh, Stranger Things, 
and she's winning them all. It's like, shut up. She's I've been on the scene her- for two minutes. Well, no, she's <laughs> Just not. Just popularism. I've not seen uh, the Hermione one. Um, but yeah, that's what people do in it. It's, you know, it's blown all the others out of the water. So Netflix have made the decision, if you don't hit like Wednesday, Sabrina, Stranger Things in the first season, you're out. Yeah, but this is the thing that I talked about on the last episode. Teens watch more telly, apparently. Netflix is it's cancelling things left, right, and centre because people, you know, they say right, we well, haven't got to this bar yeah. where we've put it, so it's not happening. And the, the even things that they've Why said. Why did you turn into what apple and onion when you talk? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's his name? Richard Ayo. Ayoda. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, we. Um, where was I? Don't interrupt. Read the cancelling things left, right, and centre. <laughs> yeah, so the cancelling things left, 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 right, and centre. And uh, the thing is, you're like me. I think you stand back and you wait till something's a success. You don't necessarily watch something for the first series, you know, especially when something is massive, and you sort of stand back and you wait and you go, "All right, well, now they've made four series. I'll watch them." Because you cannot get too attached with Netflix. Netflix have just got the wrong idea. Uh, not quite in the same way. I just can't do what everybody else is doing. It's obviously a character flaw of mine. I really wanted to dye my hair red. Okay. But everybody had red hair. Okay. So I can't do it. Right, okay. Because I can't. Everyone else got red hair. Right, okay. I'm not even that individual looking. I'm a bit of a plain Jane, I think, really. You know you're not. I am. Boring <laughs> brown hair. Nothing ex- tiny eyes. Look at that face. <laughs> you have to say that. You know it. Oh, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> looks wise, I'm not that exciting. I just have a nice face. But, you know, boring brown hair. It's long. It's always the same. It's been the same since I was five. Right. Um, And I think, oh, I'll do this. And then I think, oh, no, everyone's got that colour hair. Nope. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I just can't watch things when they first come out. Wednesday I watched because I'm... Because you're interested in it. And Adam's family. I, well, I watched it, yeah. yeah. Because um, but if it was the other way around and it was like, oh, everyone's into it, I'd probably never, ever, ever watch it. Yeah, this is what happened with Breaking Bad for me. I you just never watched I, Breaking I, I Bad couldn't watch it. I did. I've got, I've got two episodes left to watch. I, I, I just gave up. It yeah, just becomes so... I did that with so, Anarchy. I, and it is literally two episodes. I could just watch them. And I've complete. I can't bring myself I've to got do a it. Season that wraps it up to watch just the last season. Yeah, but there was bits in the season before. I'm like, nope, no, I'm done. Terrible, right? Uh, cars and fashion. I mean, cars. There was a couple of brum brums. A BMW two eight hundred CS, Citroen ID nineteen, Peugeot. 504 Cabriolet Volvo 142. There was a Volkswagen Beetle there on the on the streets. Was it Sicily they were in? I'm not sure. It, it looked like the James Bond scene. It did, didn't it? The um, the very last one, isn't it? Where the the motorbike, yeah. the, where the car pangs yeah. to the side of him. That's such a good stunt in it when he just dives. Yeah. Love love it. So yeah, the, you know the cars are the cars. Are, are, nothing for me there to to be. You know, but the, I like the Japanese cars. You know what I'm like. Mm. But fashion, fly, I, I'm sorry. I, I know I picked fashion, and it sounds really... as if I was being really sexist by bit. going, "Oh, cars." Well, we'll talk about fashion then. You like fashion, don't you? Not I'm not really. No, I'm not. You know, I'm not doing I that. I see but, a but red dress, and I want to paint it black. Okay, that's about, about as fashionable as I get. <laughs> 
Yeah, I suppose you do, yeah. But but what I'm saying is we can look at it and we can both agree on whether we're into it or not. I enjoyed the flyaway collars and we always had this thing as a kid that, you know, they could be used as an emergency glider if if in that kind of situation. Right. It was a bit muddled. The some sixties outfits, some seventies outfits. The hair was sixties and seventies. I suppose it was. What was it? Seventy two? Did he say? Seventy two. Yeah. Still so on, it's the, on that crossover. Still on the, still. the cusp sort of thing. Um, they were all very thin. They were thin for the time. I think they seemed very thin. Um, I don't know because no, no, it can't be that, can it? Because in the nineteen fifties and sixties crossover, people were thin because we were still rationing. Uh, whether or not we were still used to eating like that, and it wasn't until the excesses of the seventies that uh, and the and the, the start of neoliberalism, oh, here we go. where uh, where people started stuffing their faces because well, they were told I think to the by women adverts. Were very thin. Yeah, um, and I like the woman in red. She had a bit of a modern look to her face. She had a bit of a Kate Moss look when she smiled, but there was too much brown. Yeah, and it was the same shade of brown. Right, yeah. that ran off her jumpsuit thing. Yeah, was the same color as the dude's jacket who got out of the car, which is the same color as the kid that was stood there when they run past. Same yeah. color as curtains inside one of the houses that they ran past. Too much brown. Very yeah, beige. The color of the color of um, slightly darker than beige. The color of boy zone. If I think of beige, I think of boy zone. Why? Just that's it. All right, listen. Oh, I'm sorry. not going to put up oh, with you talking about the royal family. <laughs> and you will not speak ill of boy's own. Really? Oh, sorry. Okay. He won't pay his taxes. Listen. Shush. On telly put every year. Down. I told you when put we change your... into a new year, I'm not taking any nonsense off you. So there's a few things that we're not going to talk about. One of them is the royal family and the other one is definitely boy's own. And tax avoidance. I don't care about that bit. <laughs> Leave them alone. <laughs> Stop ruining my life. Right. Okay, we'll come. We'll draw to an end. It's it's a bit slightly earlier than usual because <laughs> I I, I, because you just didn't you you didn't. No, I didn't. Enjoy and I give it a forty out of one hundred and twenty because I'm really not into it. Don't let me watch it again. Okay, I go sleep. It's a Monty Berman and Dennis Spooner special again. They mm. they do produce magic. I'm not sure whether it's it's worked this time. I'm I'm going to have to watch more because I don't remember this series that well. Really, do you remember it being that like. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. yeah, but, you know, The Protectors was like that. And remember, I'm a, a young lad with ADHD, so the idea of going from one thing That's to another, weird. it didn't really bother me. If anything, it seemed better. That's why I really enjoyed The Protectors and, and why Robert Vaughan is, is a hero amongst yeah. us lot. I um, can't say it's a, an age thing because I did watch all that sort of stuff. I just didn't like the last couple. You haven't liked the last couple. I promised to make it better for you for your next year. Uh, next year, next, next episode. Year. Why? Where am I going? What's happening? I know. Yes, the beginning of the year as well. No, so the next episode, we're going to sort you out with a bit of Department S. Right. Who's in that then? Oh, you'll like it. So it's so good. You have the deceptive face of a serial killer. It's so good that it even has a spin-off show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not... I mean, I don't... I can't think of any shows back then where... You have a main show, and then the, one of the characters is so popular that they s- decide to make a show just about them. And 
I'll ask you to identify that person when we watch it next time. Do you know what I did this week? Go on. And I'll tell you what, I've either banged my head or I've banged my head. Yeah. I have a Xena doll. Okay. Not an action figure, a doll. Okay. And an Undertaker doll from the 1999 collection. Okay. Very expensive. Didn't care at the time. Took it out of the box. Yeah. Because I still played with my little sister, you see. Yeah. Um... When my eldest was little, she wasn't even allowed to look at them for too long. They sit in the same place. They are not moved. If you're cleaning, don't touch them. I'll move them. I love them. Yes. I have allowed my youngest to play with them. They are now sitting in the camper of the Barbie house. Right. He, she's in love with him because he has tattoos, black hair and a beard. She thinks he looks like you. Mm-hmm. And she keeps kissing him. Right. And I'm like, you need to put his cloak back on him. His cloak is part of it. And she's like, no, no, no. I like the tattoo. She's sitting there stroking his muscles, making him do magic with his hand. Cause he's got these giant hands. Cause he's going to take a six foot ten and a half inch, isn't he? So, yeah. Big fella. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's Zena and The Undertaker. Yeah. And I, and I keep seeing his legs. He's too big for the camper van. He's, the, he's, he's huge. But I can't take it off because she really loves him. Yeah. I think that's... Um, that's like me opening one of your Spice Girls ones in there and just giving it the boy. Well, I did. I, I, I've I, got my... I opened up a, a Dapol, a Dalek. I, you know, I broke the seal. It's going to be yeah. Doctor Who fans like, what? Yeah, you did, got, yeah. Like, so I've got lots of Dapol toys still sealed. And so I, I opened this Dalek for, I think, for the boy. And he's not interested. So... It's just on my PC with the other toys. It's. I I felt bad for her. She was having some emotional issues, which we won't go into. And I felt bad for her. And the only way my brain, that's clearly still quite childlike, as I have been described, could think to rectify this was to give her something that was very precious to me to play with. Yeah. And now they both are in the camper van. I suppose also because you covered them, they become special. It's like when I was... Do you remember when we were talking with Linda mm-hmm. about the way I train dogs? Yes. And Mr. Squeaks. Yes. So Mr. Squeaks was a plastic rat, and he used to live on top of the fridge freezer so the dog can see Mr. Squeaks. And we talk about Mr. Squeaks, and we refer to him, and we pick him up every now and again, and we give him a squeak. So, oh, Mr. Squeaks, what's that you're saying, Mr. Squeaks? And then you let the dog maybe sniff it, and then, oh, little Mr. Squeaks, and then just just stroke it and then put it back out of the way. Because it's coveted, it, it meant it was a good recall device whenever we were out. You referring to no, but your what, dog and training your girlfriend? No, but what? No, not training your girlfriend. I'm talking about you and your daughter. What I'm saying is it's something you covet. It's something that you find special, and so she does too, because she she understands the the reverence. But they're not like normal them. Barbies. They've got muscles. Zena's yeah, yeah. got big thighs. But remember what you used to play with and what you had them do. I've heard. <laughs> so it's not it's not so bad after all, is it? They used to. Oh my God! They were having affairs. They oh, were they yeah. were doing what the what they were doing in Team America. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they were, but John Smith, he went a bit loopy after Pocahontas left him. So he went with Natalie, who was her from Baywatch. Yeah. And uh, she had an affair with, um, no, her husband, the Beast, had had an affair with Climbing Cindy. So she'd left him, got with John Smith. And John Smith went bonkers and he started hitting her. And then she drove the camper van off the cliff because she'd had enough. Yeah. That was my game. Well, that's what I'm saying. 
So if she's she's just sitting there, you know, producing magic from from these big hands. That's that'll do. My five year old also doesn't watch the stuff I watched. No, no. There's a lot going on in my life. I don't know. She she'll. Um, I think she'll handle it. I mean, your eldest what is very much into horror like you, yeah, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it'll, it'll come about. That's what I've watched. I forgot. What? I watched the Turtles movie. I got my little one into it. Ah, uh, yes. MC Mikey. And I haven't even watched the new ones. Well, I might have to rectify that. I will. I will. I'll, I'll get around to it. And watch the next film I'm watching is El Dorado, which in uh, which in America was called Highway to Hell. Oh, it's, not the cartoon El Dorado. No, it's a British film that cost nothing. Um, Peter O'Toole narrates it because the because it is so bad a film that you don't always know what's going on. So Peter O'Toole just appears in the corner. So I think it's the last thing he did uh, and explains what's happening. It's about the Jews brothers who drive around and look like the Blues brothers, but they're doing a Stan and Ollie impression. It, it sounds wild. I was told about this film by the the guy that delivered my Asda shop, because we have a rapport ever since I wore my space... Not a big ginger fella, is it? No, 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 no. Ever since uh, he saw my Spaceballs t-shirt, we've been we've had dialogue, so... Is it an old fella with long hair? He's uh, an old fella. I'm not sure if he's got long hair. Oh. I haven't noticed. I don't notice things like that. I get a lot of Asda deliveries. Yeah, isn't it? Um... Yeah, I, d- I, don't, I don't remember people's faces and people's names, do I, because of the old... ADHD. I, I can't. I can't help it. I've forgotten your name before now. You have. That was. Uh, but there's nothing I can do about that. It's not. It's not a choice that I'm making. Anyway, should we wrap this up? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, would you watch this again? No. No, that's easy. Uh, Barry Morse said of this series, "It wasn't the worst show ever made, but it certainly wasn't the best." Do you think people like this podcast because you're trying really, really hard, and I'm really unreceptive to some of it? No, it's only this has only happened in the last two episodes. You've you have very much enjoyed everything that you know. You've I been like watching it and going, oh, "I like this." I love the zoo gang. You do, and you know you. Unfortunately, we find those little surprises, which means that when we're waiting for series and what have you to to be on, like today is quite good because we've got the the final of Willow and we've got the final of Tulsa King. But when we've got those areas those little breaks we can go right well let's put the let's put the zoo gang on we've got another three of them and it's so we're finding these little things that that remind you of your childhood and and that's that's a good thing but for some reason the last two well i say for some reason i think i know what the reason is it's this short form too snappy of a uh directing you know really hard cuts from from one scene to another three times over with the same actors that doesn't happen you cut to something else before you cut to them but no we have really hard cuts in this they're talking on the yacht we cut again and they're talking in the car and they cut again and they're back on the yacht Mm. it's really are you watching i thought it was a you know previously on like i said yeah, well, that, that's it. It's. I think it's suffered for its short form. I don't think there's very many half-hour episodes of anything. I'm not sure about Spider's Web because I only have a half memory of it. And it's going to be good for me to watch that again because I, I, I've forgotten a lot. Okay. Um. So we'll see. We'll see what goes on. But next time, I think Department S, really good, memorable theme. And 
great performances, especially by one person who becomes the archetypal. He's the when you think of ITC, he's up there with he's up there with John Steed, and he's up there with Simon Templer. He's so so we'll we'll see what goes on. Okay. All right. Uh, next time will be a little pod blast from me i'm sure telling you the latest uh, news spoilers and internet rumors that you should take with a pinch of salt and then the week after back again with the main pod blast Woo. see you later Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 